This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start Talkin' Mule Deer. Hey, welcome back to Talkin' Mule Deer. I'm Steve Belinda, your host, and today we've got a very special guest with us. We have the 53rd Secretary of Interior, Mr. David Bernhardt. That's right. Great to be here. And we also have with us the President and CEO of the Mule Deer Foundation, Miles Moretti, and the President and CEO of Sportsman's for Fish and Wildlife, Troy Justison. Welcome, gentlemen. So, Mr. Bernhardt, or Mr. Secretary, we're at the, the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. This is your first time here. Your predecessor was here, signed a, 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 a secretary order on migrations two years ago. What are your thoughts so far? Well, we're down here on the floor right now, and it is spectacular. Um, but what i got to tell you, my first thought, and what I think is so fantastic about this um, expo, compared to others I've been to, is all the kids. It's so important that we get kids out and um, enjoying the outdoors, enjoying hunting and fishing. And to see all these kids out here is really a breath of fresh air. And so, Miles and Troy, how do you guys keep landing the big fish like this? So. Like, like the secretary? Yeah. I, I think it's because our dominant, sweet personalities, you know. <laughs> but, no, uh, you know, we work closely with the uh, department as our partners. I happen to be on the Hunting and Shooting Sports Council, as does Don Pay, the founder of SFW. And so we've built a relationship with this administration. And the secretary, even when he was deputy secretary, was very supportive of all the issues that we're involved in, everything from public access to CWD to uh, uh, whatever you want to talk about that it deals with our public lands. Well, these two leaders have played a big role in, in our views on the department. And um, the reality is, Miles is selling him off short. He, he puts in a tremendous effort to make sure that um, the, the mule deer interests are represented well in, in, in the entire government. Yeah, so um, migrations and crucial winter range have been a big part of what we've done. And it's really important for our organizations to advocate for that. You've carried on the torch that Secretary Zinke signed on Secretary Order 3362. I noticed that you made an announcement earlier this week on some additional funding. Tell us about that and tell us where we are with the overall implementation from, you know, funding levels to actually how you think how well it's going in the field. Well, let me tell you the first thing um, on this is Utah is really a leader right now on this. And here's the thing that's um, uh, a little surprising to me. Three years ago, um, we, we knew a lot less than we even know today on uh, migration um, and ha winter habitat for um, uh, these species. And we um, are just in a point now, this week we announced another $3.2 million um, uh, of money, but this is actual scientific work that is leading to results. And so we have a situation now where Wyoming, uh, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah um, um, all have um, begun to identify uh, corridors. And when we started, uh, we weren't there yet. And so that's really, to me, that's really exciting. And, you know, our view is we're going to work very cooperatively with states. Uh, we're going to do this research together. So there's no fighting about the science. 
we get the science done. We have, um, you know, identified um, things that the governors will identify their top five, and then we'll work with them on that. And we're excited about it. Yeah, and so from my count, it's been about $6.4 million in research, but a total of $22 million in implementation from two years ago at this event. And I think that's a tremendous success. And um, having been on the ground in western Wyoming and seen, you know, what happens in western Colorado and that, I can't tell you what a breath of fresh air this has been. We're, we're super excited that you're keeping it going. You've got some great staff. And, you know, really, as we define these things, I think what it's bringing folks together that sometimes have separated us. And it's doing it in a way that's not regulatory and heavy-handed government. It's uh, all cooperative. Yeah. All cooperative. Sure. Do you guys see that the same way, Troy, Miles? Same way. And, you know, uh, one of the things that, that Troy and I are both big on is, is leveraging dollars with the federal government in the state of Utah and, and to do habitat projects, big game transplants, uh, all the things that we need to do out there. I mean, none of us can do it alone. We have to do it with partnerships. We have to leverage our money. And, and here as in the state of Utah, we've done a great job of that. We've done, uh, MDF has done that in other states. Um, we've had, uh, we just introduced the secretary to our cooperative biologist in Arizona that is partially funded through the USGS funding for research and is doing some incredible things. And that's a great example of Arizona didn't have the data. Right. And the science, and, the, and now we're going to have it. And, and, they, and they were up against an FTE cap. Uh, that means they couldn't hire anybody. So they came to us, and we hired, and, but it's in a cooperative position. And that's really the way to do things. And I think give Troy a chance to talk a little bit about it. No, I, I agree. It's all about partnerships. I mean, obviously, at my, at my group that I belong to, we're an in-state. But it's developing a partnership with uh, an organization that's nationwide. And so we're focused on things pertaining to Utah. And Miles and the, and the Mueller Foundation bring a lot to the table. And we've got a great working relationship to figure this out together. Well, I have to tell you, I grew up in western Colorado. And I have to say, these pictures that I get of <laughs> mule deer <laughs> in Utah are astounding to me. Yeah. I mean, they it's are spectacular. The mass. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just they're there and that's got to be habitat it, it, it a lot of its habitat you know being able to manage to have some older deer uh tonight uh we'll be auctioning off some uh big big tags here uh i'm hoping for some record so no we sure. break but we could see uh some animals go we know over three hundred thousand, but they may go is that right four hundred thousand. but one thing about it we return 93% of that money to the state wildlife agencies, whether it's here in Utah or Arizona or wherever, that we bring those tags here. And that goes right back to research and, and management and habitat work. It is an incredible thing to see. Now, now Mr. Secretary, you mentioned you grew up in Rifle, Colorado. Uh, great spot, surrounded by BLM lands, and then you get up on the forest. How did growing up in a place like that influence your thinking, both you know where you wanted to go career-wise, but now that you are the direct, you know, the leader of these Fine. policy and, and things that directly affect it, can you come back to growing up there and, and the philosophy and actions that you're taking every day, every 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 day? Um, I think about um, the the following. Rifle, Colorado, is a town, uh, a small town that is surrounded by federal lands, and, and some of those federal lands have some phenomenal. Uh, hunting uh, and fishing opportunities. Uh, I grew up hunting on the Grand Mesa for elk and in the Piance for, um, for, for deer. 
and um, spent all of, I mean, my time, whether it was on a motorcycle, on a, on a horse, or even on a, a bicycle, I think, was on BLM lands. I mean, that's, that's what we did all of the time. But here's what I took away from that. Two things that are important. First off, the people that live in these areas love those public lands, and, um, and they care for them. The other thing is federal decisions that are made have a profound effect on those people that live on those federal lands. And rifle, just like a lot of places in the West, um, depends on multiple use. So there needs to be thriving wildlife, but there also has to be economic opportunity. Because without economic opportunity, there is no hope for a community, honestly. And I got to live in rifle. I went through the biggest oil shell boom and bust in history. And that taught me a lot. And that affects, um, when I'm making a decision at the department, I'm really thinking about the law, about the facts, about, um, but also about the communities and how they will be impacted by our decisions. Because at the end of the day, the government needs to do the right thing for the people. Government needs to do the right thing for the species. Government's got to follow the law. But the consequences of the decisions you make in Washington can, you know, it's pretty easy to make with the stroke of a pen, you can make a big decision. And you have to remember, what does it mean to the people out there on the ground? What will be the consequences to their action? So I think, honestly, um, growing up out there meant everything to me. I don't think I would have even, I became a natural resource lawyer because of that experience. And um, my love and belief in the public lands stems from that. And, you know, I'm very proud this year, Congress has basically enacted legislation that says it's open um, uh, unless otherwise uh, it has to be posted. It's open unless closed. You have to go through a process to close it. That's huge. Um, you know, I used to ride around with a motorcycle with a scabbard with a 22 and the. <laughs> you probably shouldn't say that or do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, that's it's you know those lands matter a lot to us. Let me ask. Let me ask one last question because we're almost out of time. Um, during your tenure as secretary, and maybe even as deputy secretary, what's what's one or two things that you're really most proud of that you you really wanted to accomplish when you came there, and uh, and uh, or have you accomplished that yet? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I'll be real honest with you and tell you that what I uh, what I have taken away from this experience to, so far is I have the great fortune of working with a president who fundamentally wants to get results done for the American people and also has, and I'll talk about this tonight later, but um, has a very special view and confidence in the American people and in their common sense. And I think it has allowed him to make decisions that other politicians wouldn't because of his belief in the American people. And so if you ask me, what am I proud of? I'm proud of getting a chance to serve a man like that. Well, Mr. Secretary, thank you for your time. I know you don't have an easy job oh, because we we've, we've yeah. see the challenges yeah. out there. You know, it's a breath of fresh air that, that you're as schooled up on the issues as you are. You come from the West. You care about mule deer. You have a great relationship with uh, the Mule Deer Foundation and Sportsman for Fish and Wildlife. And we hope that you enjoy your rest of your time here today. And, you know, and, and on behalf of all our members and all the hunters and everyone that cares about public lands, thank you. Thank you for having thank me you. here, and it's a real joy. And until next time, I'm Steve Belinda, and thank you for talking mule deer. Thanks for talking mule deer with Steve Belinda and Jody Stemler. 
The Mule Deer Foundation is the only conservation group in North America dedicated to restoring, improving, and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat. MDF is a strong voice for hunters in access, wildlife management, and conservation policy issues. To find out more, visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of Talkin' Mule Deer.